If I haven't said it before, uh, I just want you to know, uh, as your priest, as interesting as I might be, uh, I'm, in <laughs> I'm inspired by you, okay? Just know that, okay? I'm inspired by uh, you all the time. Uh, all different kinds of people, all different shapes and sizes, all the time. Jesus is everywhere, and I see him. And I, I just felt inspired uh, today to tell you about just, just one, just one person that particularly floors me. Do you know some people that just floor you, make you feel this big in a good way? Just, just I'm humbled. I, am st I stop myself every time I think of this person, right, of their faith. Uh, there's, there's this young man, a young man that I've gotten to know, I've uh, gotten pretty close with over the last year. And he uh, does not have an easy road. He has like, an, uh, like an, an undiagnosed medical condition, like a condition with no answer. He has uh, a very weak immune system. He has chronic migraines, which I've never had, but I can only imagine. And he has just severe, like severe crippling anxiety. I know maybe some of us have some idea what that's like, crippling anxiety. He can't work, he can't drive, he can't sleep, can't sleep. He can barely think, he can barely focus enough to even pray, okay? So essentially all he's doing is every day just pleading with God for help as he paces back and forth uh, at, his, at his home, just pleading with God, help me, help me, help me. Still hasn't found treatment or uh, anything that can help, has gone to healing services, nothing's happened. And one day when we were talking, um, I just asked him, I said, I said, I, I assured him, God is here, right? God doesn't waste our suffering. But I asked, has there been any moments, like over the last year, that you've had of consolation, of peace? Like he's been with you, like have you had any moments of peace? And he thought about it and he said, he said, no. He said, no. He says, I haven't, he says, I don't recall one moment of consolation. And I just said, oh my gosh. I said, God is going to use you. Do you know? I said, God is going to, to, to use you in a huge way. And when he was leaving, he asked me, he says, okay, what can I pray for for you? He says, all I can do is offer up my suffering. I said, what can I offer up for you? He says, the one thing I have a lot of is suffering. And this isn't a tall tale. Like, this is like, it's a real thing, right? So more than, and I, I want to say that more than an end to this condition that has like no answer, he just wants what God wants, right? I would imagine heaven would be much nicer, but he trusts, uh, even though he doesn't feel it, he trusts that God's grace is in the mix of all this. God has grace he wants to give to this. So I think of just a young man, a person that is accepting the chalice that God is offering, right? And he's remaining crazy faithful when all rationality would say God doesn't care, right? He's remaining faithful when it would be so easy to say God's just watching, doesn't care. And so I'd like to think that Christian suffering is the road to God's glory. That's what I like to think. That's what we know. Christian suffering is a road to God's glory. And the line in the gospel today that really caught me was the first line. When Judas had left them, Jesus said, now 
is the Son of Man glorified. He says, now God is glorified. It's like, as he watched Jesus, as he watched Judas leave to accomplish what he set out to do, right, Jesus saw this is the plan. This was the plan. This is what God needs to happen. And he's saying, I did not prevent it from happening. She's saying, God is glorified. And so, the so in the midst of Easter, right, the resurrection that we're celebrating, you know, and the resurrection that we live every day, I think is Jesus's refusal to save himself from that chalice, you know, for us. And like offering up uh, suffering from something, from someone else, is that not love, right? To offer up our suffering for, to God for someone else when it would be so easy to say, take care of me, right? And that's Christ, right? Um, I say it right a lot. Forgive me, I'm working on it. I'm sorry. So Jesus' suffering, he didn't embrace for his soul. He embraces, he embraces suffering for ours. He didn't embrace his passion for his good. He didn't need it. He embraced it for us. So we are his glory. Jesus has been glorified, and we're the fruit. Our redemption that we have, that we own every day, that's the fruit of the chalice that Jesus uh, accepted, didn't save himself from. So for us, we have to remind ourselves, right? When, when, when trials in our life just persist, when rough patches in our life seem like there is no end and we're going every day, when, 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 when suffering seems like it doesn't have an answer and it's just a waste, or when maybe God gives us a cross that we didn't ask for, it's like, do we hate it? Like, do we hate them? Do we wish them away and say, and just wish, what if, right, and wish them away from us? Or do we look for opportunities to postpone taking this? If we think God is giving us something that we don't want, that tastes bitter, do we want to look for a way to postpone us just saying, yes, you've allowed this, let me take this? Or do we have faith and know that these things in our life are the roads to God's glory, that God's glory in the resurrection always ends with death, always ends with suffering? So these are lessons. Uh, we're glorified when we're empty. And how do we empty ourselves if we're not um, dying and learning how to forget ourselves and how to deny ourselves uh, clinging to these things? So when these times of distress in our life happen, when times of distress happen in our family, when times of distress happen in our church, and yes, they do, when times of distress happen in our world, these aren't occasions to trust God less. These are occasions to cling and trust God more. And our patience, our patience will always bring us peace. Our choosing to be patient will increase our trust. And that's what gives God the freedom to give us grace through our sins, grace through our suffering, grace through the crosses that we don't hate. So if our struggles, we'll all take this to prayer, but if our struggles can benefit someone else, if we let the glory that we've won in our life given up to God's glory, 
and we trust that he uses everything and he wastes nothing. Then any suffering, any struggles that we have will be sacrifices, uh, not a waste. Our suffering will be uh, the way to grow in trust, faith, hope, charity, self-denial, love. Everything that God does when we choose to empty ourselves. And that's how, that's how one Christian can be God's glory for another person in the world. And that's how we can, you know, be fed and go out the door and be proof. Like, we can be the proof in the way that we embrace life that Jesus is the Son of God and that he is risen.